Hello and welcome to the LMOS Scenario Moment. My name is Aaron Spears. And today I am by myself. My co-host Brad is out of town with plans. So I thought I would do a solo recording. Nothing too long. But um thought I'd take this opportunity to tell one of my favorite stories from World War II. You could spend an entire lifetime studying World War II and probably never learn everything. And this story is one that I don't think a lot of people know about. I'm going to be reading from Sky History. This is a History Channel um, write-up on it. The story is called Operation Ike, the rescue of Benito Mussolini. Mussolini, of course the founder of fascism in Italy. Um, He was sort of the cat's paw of Adolf Hitler. So I'm going to start reading this. It's an understatement to say that 1943 hadn't been a good year for Italian dictator Benito Mussolini. His desire to hold sway over the whole of North Africa had ended in a humiliating defeat. His disastrous decision to send unwilling troops to the Eastern Front to fight an increasingly confident Soviet Union had resulted in unsustainable casualties, and the Allied invasion of Sicily had brought World War II right to Italy's back door. Unlike in Germany, where Adolf Hitler and his inner circle ruled the country with an iron fist, Italy still had a king and a council that could, if they so desired, Remove the increasingly desperate Mussolini from office. As July began in 1943, Mussolini was just holding on, but for how long? On July 19, 1943, Allied bombers appeared over the eternal city of Rome. It was not the first time the city had been bombed, but it would prove to be a crucial turning point in the dictator's downfall. The bombers flattened the mainly working-class area of San Lorenzo, causing extensive damage to two of Rome's airports and reduced parts of the ancient Basilica of St. Lawrence outside of the walls to rubble. Enough was enough. Furious members of Mussolini's government turned against their beleaguered leader, culminating in a no vote of confidence by the Grand Council on 24th of July. The following day... Duch was summoned to the palace of King Victor Emmanuel III for what he thought would be just one of the regular bi-weekly meetings. The king told him he was being replaced by Marshal Pietro Badaghilo. I may have mispronounced that. My dear Duce, it's no longer any good, the king told the crestfallen dictator. Italy has gone to bits. The soldiers don't want to fight anymore. At this moment, you are the most hated man in Italy. Mussolini, Deuce, left the palace in a state of shock. He had ruled Italy since 1922, and now he had been unceremoniously booted out of office after being betrayed by members of his own government. His mood darkened when he was immediately arrested by members of the Italian military police and imprisoned on the orders of the king. When Hitler received news of Mussolini's downfall, he was appalled. If Mussolini could be so easily deposed, maybe the same fate awaited Adolf Hitler. 
<clears throat> the furious and fearful of, uh, of the implications of a potential alliance between the Allies and what he presumed would now be a hostile Italy, Hitler decided the only course of action was to annex former Italian territory and overseas possessions and rescue his fellow dictator from captivity. The Italians had a suspicion that Hitler might mount a rescue attempt, so Mussolini had been moved around continuously since his arrest to throw the Germans off the scent. However, Hitler had anticipated this tactic, and so he sent Otto Skrzeny to Italy to track the dictator down and mount a rescue attempt. This was a special forces operation. The rescue to get Benito Mussolini would be codenamed Operation Ike. Skorzeny had seen action during the invasion of the Soviet Union in 1941, and after being hit in the back of the head by shrapnel in 42, receiving the Iron Cross, he had then been assigned a staff job in Berlin where he had begun to develop techniques for unconventional commando warfare. It didn't take Skorzeny long to track the deposed dictator down, Intercepted radio transmissions revealed Mussolini was being held under armed guard in the Hotel Campo, a ski resort high in the Apennine Mountains in the San, the Grand Sasso region of southern Italy. Now, to get him out. Aerial reconnaissance photographs revealed that the hotel's location on top of a mountain ruled out a parachute assault. However, the photos revealed a small patch of land adjacent to the hotel that Scarzani determined was perfect for landing a squadron of gliders. On the morning of 12 September 1943, Scorzeni and a crack team of SS commandos and paratroopers boarded 10 DFS-230 gliders and set off from a small airstrip near Rome for the hotel. As they approached the landing site, Scorzani realized that the patch of ground earmarked for landing was actually steep. It was a rocky slope and not a flat piece of ground the aerial photographs had suggested. The gliders had no choice but to crash land on the slope. Some of the troops were injured in one of the gliders. Meanwhile, in the valley below, two paratroop units, led by Operation Ike, Commander-in-Chief Major Harold Moores captured the funicular railway that usually carried tourists to the top of the hotel. Moores ordered all telephone lines to be severed, cutting off communication with the outside world. Once on land, Skrzeny and his shock troops stormed the hotel. The hotel and its one guest were heavily guarded by 200 members of the army the secret military police in Italy. But Scorzeni had a plan that he hoped would make them surrender. He had brought with him the Italian general Fernando Soletti. As the troops brought, burst through the door of the hotel, Soletti shouted for the guards not to shoot him. Confused, the police laid down their arms and surrendered. After smashing the guards' radios so nobody would be tempted to call for backup, Scorzeni dashed up the stairs and began searching for Mussolini. When he found him, he cried, The Fuhrer has sent me. You're free. Mussolini was overcome with emotion. I knew my friend Adolf wouldn't desert me, he told Scorzeni. By now, Major Morris has made his way up the mountain and entered the hotel. 
He greeted Mussolini and introduced himself. The grinning Italian dictator posed for photographs while Scorzani radioed for Feitzler FI-156 STOL, short takeoff and landing plane, to come and pick up the dictator. The plane made a tricky landing on a strip of rocky ground, and the Italian leader was escorted to it after waving a tearful goodbye to his rescuers. The plane was designed to carry two passengers, but Scorzeni insisted on escorting the dictator, making the plane dangerously overloaded. Why would Scorzeni risk the mission at this late stage? Overloading the plane would make it harder to take off. The answer was simple. If anything happened to Mussolini on his way out of Italy, Scorzeni would have been held personally responsible. Not known for his forgiving nature, Hitler would have undoubtedly demanded Scorzeni fall on his sword should Mussolini be lost. If he was going down, he might as well go down in flames. And so the overloaded plane trundled down the makeshift runway and managed to get into the air. There was a hairy moment when the plane appeared to plunge into the valley below, but the pilot managed to get the nose back up and the plane flew off towards Rome, while the rest of Mussolini's relieved rescuers prepared to make their way back to friendly territory on foot. Operation Ike had been a spectacular success, with not a single shot being fired. Hitler was shocked to see his old friend when the dictators reunited on the 14th of September at the Wolf's Lair bunker in the forest outside of Rastenburg. Mussolini cut a sorry figure, having lost a considerable amount of weight since the last time Hitler saw him. But the important thing was his old friend was safe. Of course, as it turned out, the rescue was a hollow victory for Mussolini. Having been set up by Hitler as a puppet, Leader of the newly created Italian Social Republic, Mussolini acknowledged that he is now nothing more than one of Hitler's underlings. In an interview with Madeleine Molière, the wife, the wife of the of an embassy press attaché, who had been interviewed by the dictator in his pomp back in 1938, Mussolini knew the end was nigh. Seven years ago, I was an interesting person. Now I am little more than a corpse, he told Moliere. Yes, madam, I am finished. My star has fallen. I have no fight left in me. I work and I try, yet know that all this is but a farce. I await the end of the tragedy, and strangely detached from everything, I do not feel any more an actor. I feel I am the last of spectators. In the, in the end, when it came, was just as swift. The Allies battled their way through northern Italy. Mussolini and his mistress, Clara Patacci, tried to make a break for neutral Switzerland. On the 27th of April, 1945, Mussolini and his mistress and their entourage were captured by Italian partisans near the village of Dongo on the shores of Lake Como. The next morning, the once mighty leader was shot dead by firing squad. Mussolini's corpse along with that of his mistress and several of his supporters, was unceremoniously strung up from the roof of an Esso petrol station in Milan. It was an undignified end for the man who had ruled Italy for over 20 years, though few Italians mourned his passing. Mussolini may have escaped the clutches of his enemies in 1943, but his crimes against his own people and the rest of the world meant he could not escape justice forever. Thank you for listening. Have a good weekend.